he bought bro- tickets, legitimate tickets through Ticketmaster. This yeah. wasn't a scam. Okay. They showed up on Saturday when he looks at his tickets and realizes the show was yesterday. Oh, no. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. Vince enjoying some time off, so is Debbie Lazga. So we have Steph Graham on the roads. Michelle Richards in today. Thanks for coming in, Michelle. Absolutely. So State Fair obviously is upon us. I'll be out there again this afternoon. I was there on Saturday with uh, Mercure and Lazaga and Matzik. A big old shebang. We had a big old, uh, big old show in the afternoon there, and it was awesome. There's lots of people there. Lots of people came came by and said hello, which is pretty awesome. I'm going to be out there again today. I'm going to do a couple of hits with Bank Five Nine and hang out with the crew for a little bit there in Wisconsin's afternoon news. So I'm looking forward to that. If you have not made it out there yet, something to know: there are a lot of food options, of course, at the State Fair. Well. You got to consider how you're going to wash down those food options. Debbie Lazga's got you all covered. It's the inaugural winner of this year's Drinkies Awards at the Wisconsin State Fair, the Ferris Mule. It's a gobby blackberry, lime juice, and ginger beer. And you can get that with or without a local rehorse top shop. Old fashioned sipper club's Brad Yates gave me the background of how they came up with the flavor. You know, a lot of it was taste and trial. You know, and when we got it down to, we wanted something a little fruity with a little bit of a bite. So you get that ginger and that blackberry. Uh, they went together okay, but we added that little bit of a nectar syrup. Bam! It exploded with that flavor all over the inside of your mouth. Sounds pretty good, so I decided to give it a try myself. Let's give this a whirl. Mmm! It's got the spicy, it's not too sweet either. That would be a little bit sweeter, but no, it's actually really good. Rosemary's pretty. I don't know if I smell it or taste it. I I taste a lot of the ginger beer and a lot of the blackberry. It's a really tasty treat. Plenty of great eats at this year's fair, and you can wash them all down with the Ferris Mule. Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ News. Yes, the drinkies brand new at the Wisconsin State Fair. We'll be out there again all week long. Sports is next, and who went to this? They're at a ball game, or was it a boxing match? That story and more, plus much more on the crew coming up from Brandon Snyder here in one minute. Sports, by the way, sponsored by Holiday Automotive at Highway 23 in Fond du Lac. Holiday Automotive, it's worth the trip. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Stop me if you heard this before. The Brewers' offense struggled. That's what happened again on Sunday as they lose to the Pittsburgh Pirates by a final score of 4-1. to one. After missing nearly four months, though, starter Brandon Woodruff made his highly anticipated return to the mound, giving up only two earned runs over five innings. He spoke following the game on some of the feelings he felt making his return back to Milwaukee. More emotional than I thought it was going to be. I, I think I did a good job of, of holding it in internally. But, you know, when you haven't pitched here in, what, essentially, I don't know, four months, three and a half months, whatever it's been, you miss it. And you miss going out and competing with all these guys and kind of being in the middle of things. And now we're getting down to the last two months of baseball. And uh, the division race is still tight. And this is what this is the fun part. The Brewers, who currently sit atop the NL Central Division by a game and a half over the Chicago Cubs, they are back at it tonight at American Family Field, hosting the Colorado Rockies. Coverage gets underway here on WTMJ with Brewers warm-up set to begin at 6 p.m. And Michelle, Eric, Saturday night, the Brewers had a thrilling, much-needed extra innings victory, but it wasn't the top storyline in Major League Baseball. I'm, I'm hearing 
and and saw some updates on uh, what was going down in uh, between Chicago and <laughs> Cleveland. Oh my God, the video is just fantastic, and of course the internet has taken it by storm too. <laughs> but so there's this big fight at second base between the White Sox and Guardians. So it's Tim Anderson, the White Sox shortstop, and Jose Ramirez, who had just doubled and scored in a run. And listen to this call from the Guardians Radio Network. It's a baseball call that quickly turns into a boxing match call. Head first slide, safe, and in to score is Jimenez. And another hustle double right over the bag at first. Now Jose and Anderson square off. They're fighting. They're swinging. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. Yeah, Ramirez clocked him in the, the chin. He goes down like a... He was shook after that. <laughs> I feel bad for Tim Anderson. Jose never gets upset about anything. They came up chewing. Anderson squared off. Jose decked him. <laughs> they had to help him off the field after all that. I assume there's going to be suspensions. I would I would anticipate there's going to be probably quite a few. Oh, my gosh. Because that, there was another fight that ensued following that one, like, <laughs> between the players. Aloy Jimenez, who the Brewers, we heard Matt Arnold, he got hurt during that brawl. Oh, great. He well was, done. <laughs> nice job. Men. He was limping away. <laughs> boys will be boys, right, Michelle? Right, yeah. <laughs> Men. Boys will be boys. Uh, lastly, over to the NFL. The Packers, they'll shift their focus to preseason football this week. That's right. The Packers and Bengals set to kick off the preseason this Friday. They're at practice field Later this afternoon, beginning at twelve thirty. You enjoy your time at the uh, family fun night. It was on excellent, Saturday? perfect weather, perfect environment, and good times. You felt good about what you saw too. Right? I felt good about what I saw, and the best part about it, I skipped the fireworks. You know, that wasn't maybe the best part. The best part was missing traffic. Home in an hour and a half. Well done. Perfect. Well done. Seven eighteen. The week ahead is next. Eric Bilstead in for Vince Petrano, Wisconsin's Morning News. Vince taking the week off. Debbie Lasko also out this week, so you heard Steph Graham there. Michelle Richards joining us in studio. Michelle, we got to get to it. It's a Monday. Normally, we do this at 620, but because of our State Fair scoop at 620, we'll look the week ahead right now here on the program. Time to bust the tower. It's time to look at the week ahead. Let's go! All right, so things that are happening this week. Of course, uh, one of the big events taking place throughout the uh, the duration of the week is the State Fair. that so runs until Sunday. Runs all the way through the weekend, so there's still time for you to get there, Michelle. Looks like a good forecast for yeah. you, too. Yeah, so it should be fine. And even if it isn't, that's all, they, they're constantly addressing the weather situation. They know how mm-hmm. to make sure that you can still go, even if it's dreary. And it's not. It's, it, should, it looks no. like it's going to be a good week. Uh, it's also today Purple Heart Day. Honoring service members who have been wounded or killed as a result of the enemy action while serving in the U.S. military. I was asking Brandon. Brandon uh, was not a Purple Heart recipient, thankfully. And uh, when I said, hey, we're going to chat about it quickly, he quickly walked out of the studio. So (laughs) I'm going to respect him by not putting him on the spot there. Also today, former President Donald Trump and his legal team have until the end of the business day today to respond to the judge in the January 6th case. So Special Counsel Jack Smith is requesting a protective order this is because uh, the former president posted um, a cryptic note on social media, basically saying he'll come after you if you come after him. So now that could put some more limits on this case. Friday, right after being arraigned, he posts this um, sort of all caps message saying, if you come after me, I'm coming after you. And Jack Smith points to that immediately right into the judge and saying, 
What if this can be interpreted as witness intimidation? What if we start turning over a grand jury transcripts as a part of discovery and he starts posting them on social media? How can he be trusted? Where's the line? So we'll hear later today what happens next in that case. Also, speaking of politics, former Governor Scott Walker will be before the Milwaukee Press Club tomorrow for a luncheon. Uh, This is a big deal because he's now the president of the Young America's Foundation and he's part of the uh, the whole debate that's coming up here in a couple of weeks in Milwaukee's for on the GOP side. So it's a presidential primary debate in Milwaukee and who knows maybe he'll be able to answer whether or not Mr. Trump is actually going to be at that debate. We shall see. Um also this week Michelle in the week ahead here on Wisconsin's Morning News on Friday, very special day, Russia plans to launch its first mission to the moon in at least nearly 50 years. So it's a Luna 25 spacecraft. It is uncrewed. I was just going to ask, are people going? No, 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 no. Uncrewed lander that is targeting a soft landing near the moon's south pole. What are they looking for? Russia's renewed interest in the moon comes on the heels of NASA's Artemis 1 mission from late last year, you may recall. Also, India's latest attempt, which is due to reach the moon later this month. So the moon race returns. 50 plus years. Decades. (laughs) But now now we're doing it again. Other things TV and streaming. One of the most popular shows on Hulu returns season three. Comes down tomorrow for Only Murders in the Building. This is the one with Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. You are a. uh, You're an Only Murders guy, right? Yeah. It's an excellent show. Pancake. Very highly recommend. It's a fun time. Uh, Joining the cast this season, the one and only Meryl Streep will be part of the show this year. So. That's coming up. And at the movies... Evil is inborn. Powerful evil. Yes, powerful evil. I didn't even know this movie existed. The Last Voyage of the Demeter? Have you heard of this? It's a Dracula Uh movie. Um, it's about Dracula being on a boat. <laughs> okay. And he's in a coffin to start, and then, of course, he wakes up and causes problem on this old boat. Should and I take my kids? Yeah, I don't think this is a good one for the kiddos. <laughs> I will say this, though. Like, having watched the trailer, I was actually kind of hooked me a little bit. I was right. At first, I'm like, what is this silly movie? Never even heard of it. It's the only one coming out. Like, it's going to get slaughtered by Barbie. But actually, it, it actually looked okay. And Barbie, by the way, what is that? Topped a billion a now? A billion a That's, billion uh, dollars. Never done before by a female director. And there you go. And you haven't even seen it yet. So you're going. Gonna, we will. Yeah, you're going to bring the girls? Yes, right. we will go. Sighting Unlimited WTMJ News Time, 736. Sophia Minner joins us for Brewers 360 at 745. Not this time. <laughs> not happening. Not a situation where you're going to tell your spouse to shake it off. A couple in California missed a Taylor Swift concert because the husband mixed up the dates. So he bought <laughs> he, he bought, bought tickets, legitimate tickets through Ticketmaster. This yeah. wasn't a scam. Okay. They showed up on Saturday when he looks at his tickets and realizes the show was yesterday. Oh no. No. Oops. He probably had like all the outfit on. She was probably dressed to the nines, probably, right? They were so excited about this, right? So this is what he says. 
I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? For the rest of my life, or at least our marriage, depending how long that is, (laughs) I'm going to have to live with this. I couldn't have the guilt of this, though, he says. He made it right. There's a happy ending. So he was able to find tickets at another show, which he paid couple grand plus four. I'm sure he dropped a (laughs) coin for that. But this was a happy-ish ending because he wasn't available that night, so he sent his wife with her best friend. Oh, yeah, it's probably (laughs) better that way. she got her concert, he did not, and hopefully their marriage is not over. Maybe that's why he didn't go. (laughs) Wow. Check the dates. Check the date. News is... Wait, that doesn't even make any sense, though, because, like, it'll pop up on your phone. It'll say, like, hey, you got a concert tonight, right? Like, come on, guy. Come on. All right. All right. Enough. 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 News. <laughs> Pancake's going to play two songs now. Uh, news brought to you by Steinhoffels. Visit them at steinhoffels.com. could have been getting down. Hey, quick reminder, going to be out at the State Fair again today. So, you know, Steve and Sandy, they're out there starting at 9A. And then, of course, uh, Wagner and uh, Brian Noonan's been out there for Wagner. And then uh, the afternoon show, of course, with Mercure. And I think Sandy's sitting in for Greg today. Uh, and I'll be out there um, doing a couple of hits with the, uh, the afternoon cruise. So stop by, say hello, and uh, hope to see you out at the fair. By the way... As WTMJ is live at the State Fair, we also are treated right by our partners at the Verst Bar. That's right, the Verst Bar. They're the owners of the uh, Sporky Winners this year, the Beer Cheese Wisconsin Lava Cake, which, Michelle, I enjoyed on Saturday. It's not bad. So when you're at the fair, stop by the Verst Bar, located right next to the big slide. They got brats, they got everything, cheese curds. They got some fish bombs, which I had. So tell me about this lava cake. Um, It's hard to describe. It's like a ball with like honey and some um, different stuff inside it and it's like sweet but also has some saltiness to it and it's yeah it's umami maybe is it umami what do you mean oh you don't know about that that's a flavor that's like a flavor profile maybe (laughs) you'll have to find out by going to verse bar 744 brewers 360 is next time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers' offensive struggles continued on Sunday afternoon as they lose to the Pittsburgh Pirates by a final score of 4-1. to one. The Brewers currently sitting atop the NL Central Division by a game and a half over the Cubs are back at it tonight to begin a three-game series with the Colorado Rockies. Coverage gets underway here on WTMJ with Brewers' warm-up set to begin at 6 p.m. Brewers 360 sponsored by a Holiday Automotive joining us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline, Sophia Minert. Sophia, it was pretty remarkable. I, I know the outcome wasn't what we were hoping for. They, they lost the game, but it was so good to see Woody back on the mound yesterday. Yeah, it really was. I mean, it was, it was a long time coming. You know, we haven't seen him since April 7th. Um, he's only made two starts this season, so just a really long rehab for him and definitely longer than what he anticipated, but it really, he, he came back and he looked like himself again. It was five innings. It was two runs it was two solo homers that he gave up. Um, I think probably just as importantly, no walks for him and, and the nine strikeouts. So 
I think it was as good of a return as you could have hoped for for Woody, and I think he was really encouraged by it. He felt really good about it when we talked to him after the game, uh, and it's it's just a great great time for him to come back. You know, as we get into right. the final fifty games. It was pretty neat. It was a good reminder for me as a fan, too, just uh, the the emotions that come with something like that. And I know I got a nice ovation from the crowd being back out there. It's mm-hmm. It was a good reminder that, hey, these guys are people. They're just like you and me. Yeah, absolutely. And he, and he said, too, like it was maybe more of an emotional day than what he thought it was going to be. Um, you know, he was, even when I spoke to him the day before, um, he was just very, you know, excited, anxious, nervous, just really ready to go he said he had a tough time sleeping uh yesterday morning was just like really anxious you know just just wanted to get out there and he knew that once he got on the mound you know things would feel more normal and and he'd settle in so yeah it was it was great there was definitely just a different energy there yesterday i think everyone was just really excited for him um knowing how much work he put in to get back and also just what he means to the team you know fans love him um He's been with the team the longest of anyone now at this point, and yeah, people people just love him. Speaking of injuries, Sophia, you avoided an injury yesterday. Another foul ball. Do you keep track of how many foul balls are headed your way, and and how uh, <laughs> do you ever take your eyes off the playing field? Because I feel like you're just in the in the path of uh, a destruction there on the uh, on the uh, Brewer sideline. Yeah, you. I mean, you always have to be watching and, like, mindful of what's going on and, and try to be ready for everything. I mean, sometimes you don't have time to anticipate everything. And, and you know, it's like you're, you're also it's like I'm looking at my iPad, I'm looking at my notes, I'm talking to my producer, I'm looking at something on my phone. So I'm, I'm kind of like everybody else. I'm trying to multitask. So, um, yeah, fortunately, fortunately, no injuries yesterday. I, I never want to be the one that's on the IL. Right. So, you know, it's like we've got enough going on. So I just <laughs> I try to keep myself out of that. The players say anything uh, publicly about that fight between the White Sox and the Guardians. We had Jose Ramirez and Tim Anderson. And just I've never seen anything like that before. Squaring up at second base on Saturday. Does that get discussed at all? Or does the team say anything like, hey, you know, good, friendly reminder. We need you guys. You know, we need you on the field. Don't get yourself into trouble with something like this. No, no. And there's, I mean, there's plenty of conversation about it in the clubhouse. I mean, it was like all anyone could talk about yeah. after the game on Saturday once the players came in and, and saw it on TV or on their phones. So, um, yeah, you have not seen a fight like that in baseball in a while. Uh, but, no, there's no, you know, I think these guys know um, – you know, what's expected of them. And, and that that's not something that needs to be formally addressed, but definitely uh, something we have not seen in a while. And I think uh, Tom Hamilton's radio call was, was pretty epic. Oh, my God. It was the most amazing radio call of all time. Sophia Minute, thank you so much. Always appreciate your time on Brewers 360. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Right, be well. Idea man. I was on the farm and I was young and we were pulling a hay wagon across some train tracks. Innovative. And my uncle, I saw that he didn't know that we were going to stop and I remember dropping F-bombs on him. And Packers Hall of Famer. Had I not yelled at him slamming on the brakes, I think we'd have gotten T-boned. So I, I, I don't regret the fact that I yelled. I regret the fact that I dropped F-bombs at him. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. So, Tausch, on Friday, you told us that you were headed to Canton 
over the weekend to see your buddy Joe Thomas get inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame Brookfield native. Went to Brook Central, played at UW, then played for the Browns. Take us behind the scenes. What did you see? Who was there? Whose elbows did you rub? Uh, well, I didn't rub anybody's elbows. I've never understood that uh, that <laughs> phraseology, but uh, it was it was a great weekend. I think we went to the you know the Gold Jacket dinner the night before, and I had never been to that. I had been to a, a couple of other teammates that have gotten inducted, or you know Ron Wolf's we went to, and I never went to the you know those festivities. And that part was probably one of the coolest parts because. They introduced, I think there was 106 of the 339 uh, members showed back up into Canton. And I, the, the, one of the coolest parts was they introduced all of them, and then they do this thing what they call the gauntlet, which is where they welcome the new Hall of Fame class in. And they put, basically they put their arms like it's a wedding uh, grand march. And they, they all hug and welcome the guys in, and then they hand them the gold jacket the night before. And I thought that was one of the coolest things. And then the speeches the day of, other than the fact that it was like 85, 90 degrees out in the sun, the speeches and where, you know, the stories that these, all these players had in order to get to Canton, it was um, just a great reminder. And it, it almost re, kind of re energized my. Uh, affinity for football because you hear stuff you, and then you look back and you understand how important and how vital it's been for so many people and how the journey for these guys to get there. And Joe's speech was great. He brought a lot of humor into it. And uh, the thing you, you continue to see from him was the love that he had for his teammates and his family and the sacrifices that he made physically and mentally on a team that was never very good, that he continued to play and never missed a snap. Uh, that I think kind of encompasses my weekend pretty, uh, you know, from my end, about as good as I could have. So, what do you think of the bust? Because they always unveil the bust, which shows yeah, their. How's it look? Interesting. He looks really good, and what he did was genius because, you know, he was he is now yoked. He's ripped, and he's been you know he's been working out. He yeah. ketos, and so he was a lot heavier when he played, obviously, and he had a lot more hair. So what he did was took the best of both worlds. He went with skinny Joe with a lot of hair, which I don't know if that, if that version of Joe Thomas existed before, but the bust, and he is immortalized with a really good flow of hair and his chiseled self. So he wisely picked that route, and I think that was uh, the, the bust. It did not look like some of those you know court etchings of like Tom Brady and Lionel Messi. It, I think it encompassed Joe pretty well. Sounds like that took up your whole weekend, but did you get to do anything else in Ohio? There's there's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There's that big amusement park. What did you say? It was Cedar Point. Cedar Point. Cedar Point. Yeah. yeah. Well, just ask me. Hmm. I did not get to do anything else, and I just saw on Twitter that uh, the Cedar Point, that big um, roller coaster, actually stopped, and they made everybody walk down when they got right to its peak. It shut off, and they had to climb back down. So I think. For as much as uh, amusement park rides would be a ton of fun, I think I was, I'm was i pretty happy that Joe's ceremony took up the whole weekend. <laughs> Mark Tauscher joins us every, every day around this time on Wisconsin Morning News. Thanks, Tauscher. Appreciate it, bud. You bet. See you guys. Tauscher on Wisconsin Morning News, sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and by Kohler Services.